1: Now, here are your hosts, Peggy Ann Saltz and Shahab Zagari.
0: Welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove. And this is your destination for news, views, trends, everything you need to help optimize and maximize your mobile presence. This is the place. And uh, I've been in mobile for for quite a while, actually. And there was a time when the world of mobile the wealth of mobile opportunity, everything it offers, basically belonged to those who could code. So going back to that point, I remember a great ebook that came out at the time, and I remember it because the title was just so on the mark. It was called Program or Be Programmed. And the whole idea was you either take control of coding for your business or the coder's will take control of your business. Now, it's not that bad. So fast forward, here we are 10 years later, 10 years into the smartphone. It's really not that drastic at all. In fact, building an app doesn't necessarily require coding skills at all. And it doesn't demand a huge budget either. So that's great news for, of course, small business owners because there was a time when it was, uh, you know, 20,000 was table stakes. Well, now app building solutions exist providing everything online you you need to make an app. But the question remains, okay, so why not use an app builder? Why not, uh, rather, why not use an app developer? And where is the competitive advantage if we all have basically very similar solutions? So to talk okay. about this and more, and maybe also get a, a recent number on the budget you need to make an app, uh, my guest is Ian Naylor. He's founder and CEO of App Institute, a leading DIY app builder company with uh, over 70,000 apps, I read here, Ian, that you've built. Is that, is that, is that true?
2: Uh, hi, hi, Peggy. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, it's true. Um, I think actually that 70,000 is um, a slightly um, a modest number now. We recently acquired a, a competitor that had um, probably about a similar sort of number to us. That's kind of close to double that number now. But yeah, it's, it's okay. certainly a, a large number.
0: Well, a large number of apps, that of course, gives you a large overview in the market. And I started out by sort of, you know, the way things used to be. And the reason I ran away from uh, from building an app myself was, uh, you know, there was a the question of cost. Before we get to the, to, you know, What's good about doing it yourself? Um, you know, some people who are on the fence about this, the only way you can sort of get their attention is to say, because one of the reasons is it's still incredibly expensive and there's lots of updates to make to your app. And it's an investment. It's not a one-off. What are some numbers here that that people could be uh, relating to?
2: Yeah, so I mean, I think if, if you're going down the route of a custom development, you, you're your you're, you're, you know, starting point of Ten, twenty thousand dollars 20000 you know, um, per platform. So if you want, you know, full-rounded solution, you know, where you're in most of the market, then you've got to think of at least two platforms, iOS and Android. So, you know, you're probably at the, the thick end of $40,000 as a starting position. Now, if you're wanting yep. to develop something reasonably complex, you know, like kind of like face filters like you see on Snapchat, something like that, you know, then you can probably double that price again. You know, incredibly um, expensive, um you know a uh, process to develop those sort of things incredibly complex so yeah certainly um the the, the kind of process of these these DIY app builders uh, can of certainly reduce that cost and allow uh, you know it, broaden the broaden the accessibility to uh, other businesses you know just small businesses
0: So cost is one, but one of the other reasons is just simply because, you know, your app is in many ways becoming your business. You know, we have born in mobile, made in mobile companies. You know, Uber is a great example, but for smaller companies, you know, again, much smaller uh, enterprises, uh, organizations, so it's not the size of Uber. But you see that a company is synonymous with its app. That's what I see because I'm in the industry. But let's take Mm. a small business owner. They're still hearing the web versus app discussion and debate. I'm still hearing it. What's your take on it? I mean, web versus app, why an app in the first place?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a really interesting um, question and obviously one that we hear an incredible amount. Um, and I, I, I personally um, don't think it's one or the other in, in the same way that you probably wouldn't choose between Facebook or Twitter, you know, if it, it's different social media or kind of different digital presences um, serve different purposes. Web okay. generally is 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 a great discovery medium. So, you know, um, using kind of search as as the kind of discovery mechanism. Um, being able to find a, a website you know when you're still in discovery mode you're not re- maybe necessarily ready to commit to downloading an app you know and having a an, an ongoing relationship with that business when you're still trying to find out are they the ones that you know you want to deal with the web is great for that i think when when you're in transactional mode you know so for example you know dealing with let's say a coffee shop you know and and i want to buy a coffee every morning um you know maybe they have a loyalty scheme which traditionally would have been a, a bit of cardboard in, you know, um, in my in my wallet with a stamp on it, replacing that, you know, with a with a digital experience, then an app certainly makes uh, makes more sense. You know, in terms of, you know, for example, simple things like um, being able to work offline, easy uh, easy easy access. You know, because it's uh, straight there, kind of on your site, rather than having to either bookmark it or kind of find it in the browser. Um also, you know where kind of mobile really um kind of starts to uh, pay dividends is obviously mobile services so using push notifications geo fencing you know being able mm-hmm. to pull customers in um you know, using some of those those kind of mobile-only sort of services. That's really kind of where. So I mean, kind of where in in the kind of the broadest sense. You know, where I kind of draw the line is. You know, when a customer's finding you for the first time, then I think you know, web is web, web is is uh, kind of certainly where it's at. If once you've been discovered by that customer and you want to kind of you know turn in, uh, turn them in, you know, into a loyal customer and it's about customer retention, then that's really when an app comes into its own.
0: hmm And so. I mean, you're doing this at App Institute. Tell me a little bit about um, your company and, and your focus, because it's it's kind of it's kind of broad and it's it's an interesting space. Is it uh, is it crowding? Is it like the thing now that people are discovering that they can tackle this on their own? Is it uh, good days and great days at App Institute? <laughs>
2: I mean, it's, it certainly is good days. I think, you know, um, to be honest, we're still in, in a, a relatively nascent market um, in terms of small businesses and mobile. If you look at, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of the path and trajectory of, of web, you know, you know from, from kind of 91 onwards, um, the growth, whilst uh, mobile has outstripped that growth, I think, you know, in, in many other respects um, – the, the the kind of the type of adoption um, is is very similar you know in terms of you know the web was first of, you know first of all certainly about um, you know high brand businesses creating catalog sites you know for the sake of of creation rather than of of, of functionality as you know, form of a function um, where and then you know from there came you know, web-only companies, you know, you can Amazons of the world. And, and then finally, you know, small businesses followed very much lastly, almost the Luddites of, of you know, technology adoption. Um, and, and really, you know, what you, what you see with that, you know, in, in terms of web is obviously we've had that, that first um, kind of almost entertainment phase, if you like, where the first apps, you know, were you know, kind of high entertainment, high gloss um, kind of sort of apps and then secondly we saw these kind of mobile first businesses you know all kind of and also large businesses like Facebook kind of morph themselves into a mobile first business and then finally we've seen this kind of third wave I think which which is still relatively new um, you know I mean uh, you know from a from a growth perspective you know we, we've kind of been growing 100% plus year on year but that that trajectory is you know certainly kind of we've seen a um, a big step this year, um, you know, of, of that kind of increasing. So I would say, say we're still in the early parts of the market. I think there's been small businesses starting with apps more from a brand cachet, you know, perspective, or you know, trying to trade off on other brands, you know, like kind of Google and Apple, etc. Um, whereas really now, what we're seeing is is that kind of second wave of small businesses where, you know, they're not getting it just for the sake of having it, but they're actually seeing a real purpose and benefit for that. And really, that's driven by broader consumer behavior. So, as consumers, obviously, we're all kind of using these mobile-first businesses, you know, like you've mentioned, referenced Uber there. Um, But, you know, the kind of, whether it's Uber Mm -hmm. Eats, you know, kind of the Just Eats or, you know, kind of social sites, you know, there's a a lot of um, kind of mobile-first businesses out there. And, um, and and so as consumers, we're kind of we're we're being taught to kind of you know that's the kind of the preferred route to go down. So when we're also transactioning or you know having a commercial relationship with smaller businesses, we've already kind of learned that that is um, that that's kind of a, a method.
0: So real quick question here. You watch trends. That's part of what you do. And we'll talk about trends again in the second section. But just um, what's outstanding when you think about us consumers? Because you're saying, you know, consumers want this, consumers want that. Give me some sort of data point that really drives that point home.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the data point that, that really backs up is uh, the, the kind of the ratio or the percentage of, of mobile, uh, or, or of usage within mobile of, of a browser versus a native app. Uh, and that, you know, that's... that's um, kind of halved, they say it's from 10% to 5% over, you know, over the last year alone. So, you know, that's incredible reduction of people using the browsing of browsing websites on a mobile device.
0: That is indeed. And that's why we have you on the show today, Ian. So don't go away, listeners. We'll be right back after the break with more about small business and building your own app.
1: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors.
0: Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com.
1: Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on Cranberry Radio.
0: And we're back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove and my guest today, Ian Naylor, founder and CEO of App Institute. And Ian, right before the break, we were talking about, you know, an app is basically its reality. It's where your users are, your customers are, it's where the opportunity is. And even for your company, it's also where the opportunity is as well. So we've we've sort of nailed that one. Now let's talk about really narrowing down that list of features for an app because it can be the all singing all dancing, you know, there's all sorts of cool stuff you can play with, you know, AI, bots, um, I know people getting really excited about excited about uh, biometrics and thinking, "Oh, well, you know, a fingerprint and this stuff is like, yeah, but do you need it?" So the question is, what would you say maybe maybe split it down by a couple of verticals? You know, look at a couple of popular verticals restaurants, travel, you know, what small business does, what your customers are doing, and match that for me with some of the features they need to be thinking about.
2: Sure, absolutely. I I think, you know, um, broadly speaking, um, there there is a kind of uh, a, a general trend that uh, when when small businesses are making a mobile app, they just want to replicate everything they've done on the web, you know, so mm. kind of a, a website is, you know, obviously we started, they started kind of brochureware and kind of expanded from there. And so they tend to be very content rich. Um, And so, you know, but when you've got a large screen, uh, you know, kind of, you know, laptop or desktop and navigating around a website, that kind of makes sense. In an app, what really makes sense is, you know, it's kind of almost the opposite, you know, it's kind of less is more. It's really about identifying, you know, that one or two key uh, kind of call to actions or things that you want that user to do and, and kind of being laser focused on that. You know, we've seen that trend again and again. I mean, Facebook's a great example of that. You know, that started out um, you know, with their first mobile experiences with everything in there. You know, now they have a suite of eight or nine apps, replicating, you know, covering all of those different um, elements. Um, you know, and so that really is the case. And so, with with um, small businesses, you know, what we tend to, um, what we call, we break it down into the TLC. So that's transactions, loyalty, and communications. Um, and really, you know, what we what kind of what we look for when working with a small business or when they're using our platform to build an app is that you know uh, what what they're trying to provide to the customer ticks at least one of those TLC boxes. And ideally, if it can kind of um, cover a a few of those then you know then then the kind of the offering is is more powerful so let's break that down into into a couple of um, verticals if you think about one of the uh, biggest verticals for us is kind of what we broadly refer to as hospitality so that's you you know coffee shops sandwich shops takeaways restaurants um, you know those types of businesses Uh, and again if you think about you know the kind of the uh, in the real world, kind of the offline world. You know what you're having there is you know they traditionally from a, a loyalty perspective. You know have, have quite a a low intelligence level uh, kind of program, which is probably you know uh, you know an a, a kind of a little card. Um, you know where they where they physically stamp it, and that's whilst that's great for the consumer in terms of it's reasonably frictionless and you know an easy process it's it's poor value for the consumer because you know, first of all they've got to kind of remember this bit of card and you know they might be you know shopping at you know various different businesses and so you know their the kind of collection of these cards is, is going to stack up. But there's there's literally zero um MI or management information for the business. You know, they don't even know the customer's name, never mind how often they're coming back, you know, and it is is that loyalty scheme really working other than you know just a sense of that. So being able to digitize um, you know, kind of these these core processes really work. Another uh, um, really important um, kind of piece of functionality that, that works really well taking offline to online with um, hospitality is kind of what we refer to it as click and collect, you know, and we've kind of seen that with the big boys, you know, such as Amazon providing that, mm. you know, where you can buy something from the site and kind of go to one of your other local bricks and mortar uh, places of, you know, uh, business and and collect that, you know, that thing you've bought, and so allowing small businesses, you know, whether they're Kind of retail, you know, um, you know, or as we said before, um, hospitality. Being able to, you know, so you can order your 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 lunch before you get there, and avoid the queues. You know, that's that's a real kind of boon and a real step up that allow them to compete. You know, with these much larger businesses that you know have invested significantly to be able to provide that sort of infrastructure.
0: So if I read into this a little bit of a rule of thumb for small business, it's really think about your customer journey in the physical
2: world yep. um,
0: and think about ways to, um, you know, bridge gaps, um, remove friction, whatever it's going to be that makes it easier to achieve whatever the goal is, you know, pick up you know, pick up something at the store, uh, click and collect, for example, you know, whatever it makes it easier, that's where you need to focus your efforts.
2: Absolutely. they spot on. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. What do you find about engagement? I mean, it's always great to get people sort of hooked, but the, everyone I'm talking with, because I've done a, a couple of uh, reports and, and books about uh, user acquisition and retention, and you know, the whole idea is it's always easier to retain than acquire, yep, um, and that's why everyone's jumping for the loyalty programs and all the rest, and we're all trying to crack the code on what do we need to do to get people coming back. Um, no, no answer on that one. If we knew that one, Ian, we we would retire, right? So we wouldn't, yeah, even, we wouldn't even be here on the show today. No, but I would like to know what you think is working in the ways of you know hooks and lures and features in an app mm. to do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, there's there's a lot of talk about you know app fatigue, and you know, there's only so many apps. I think the average number mm. is 124 apps that a, a user will have. You know, um, and you know, certainly you know we, we probably have these tier one and tier two apps you know the tier ones are our facebook and amazon's and you know snapchat or, or whatever it is that um is you know is, is your your kind of your top ten but these second tier of apps how how to kind of as, as a small business with an app to kind of maintain their position in those second tier apps um and I think really you know, you, you, you talked about um, kind of loyalty before. It's, it's really about incentivization. So, for example, incentivizing users to download the app in, in the first place, you know, w- w- you know, with a coupon or with some sort of discount. So, for example, we've just been working um, uh, with, um, with a bank in the UK, um, Santander, where we've been working with some of their um, customers and, in a breakthrough program. And we had an incredibly diverse group of customers uh, kind of come through a workshop we did. One of those was, for example... Um, And we provided, um, you know, some support with them about how they can provide, you know, like get your first jump free when you download the app and and show that. And then so what what you're doing is two things there. One, you're providing incentivization for, for, you know, for the consumers to download the app in the first place. But then also what you're doing is you're teaching them how, you know, the loyalty within the app works because they're, they're hearing about that kind of you know, that incentivization before the download of the app. And then as part of their first visiting the bricks and mortar business, you know, and kind of uh, claiming that, that reward, they're also kind of being indoctrinated into, you know, how how the loyalty scheme within that app works. And so they're more likely to use that again a second time. Um, and then the, the real key thing to kind of maintain that engagement is, you know, using, um push notifications so really the app can be kind of ambient almost in the background you know they don't have to think about that but you know when they're close by you know geofencing works really really well um, to be able to say hey you know you're, you're just around the corner why don't you pop in and today we'll give you you know a, a half price or free session you know or if your coffee shop we will give you a you know a free muffin with your coffee Um, Another thing that works really, really well, um, you know, where you have nomadic um, kind of customer base. So, for example, um, in the beauty industry, you know, lots of kind of sites like Groupon have really made um, uh, consumers quite nomadic in terms of just looking for the best deal. Um, So, you know, if you've had a customer and and they've kind of used you once, get them to download the app as part of that kind of checkout process within the business. And then even if they do forget about you, you can geofence your competitors, you know, either on a high street or in a town. So when one of your customers is visiting another competitor, you can send them a specific offer and deep link them you know, from that push notification right into, you know, a coupon or a discount to come around. And, you know, that we've seen incredible um, kind of uptake from that or success from that, you know, where these businesses are able to identify competitors in in a really uh, kind of competitive area, geofence them and, and pull customers just just at that kind of point when they're just about to kind of uh, transact with, with, you know, with them.
0: I mean, all of that is is very possible. I write about it all the time, but mm. it's also a bit sophisticated. I just want to be clear, Ian, you know, you're helping companies build their app. Are you doing any additional support and consulting to help them figure out the strategy around their app?
2: Um- I guess that's a kind of a yes and no question. Um, okay. And obviously, as we mentioned before, you know we have probably over hundred thousand apps, so it's 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 almost impossible to to kind of do that on a one to one basis. But for mm-hmm. sure within our business, we have, customer success team um, and we've spent a lot of time you know in the early days certainly working with uh, customers and and getting a lot of learning and from that what we've done is we've created what we call a 30-day success plan which really isn't about just the first 30 days it's just about kind of setting the the behavioral patterns of you know how to make your app successful of, from a business perspective and so it's really about you know from from the point you've built your app you know which was kind of what we, what we initially set out to do from a software perspective what happens next you know how do you promote it how do you get local offline coverage you know is there a human interest story there um you know how, how do you get point of sale um kind of merchandise or put point of sale um material that can promote the app again as we've mentioned before how about um defining what the um, incentive strategy should be, with our platform, we already provide all of the tools we just, I have just mentioned there in terms of being able to set up geofencing, fencing um, push notifications triggered on customer location, on customer intent, being mm-hmm. able to segregate your customers. So this is a VIP customer, for example. So the offer I'm going to send them is different from a customer that's only made one transaction in the last month, you know, those sort of things. So, you know, segmentation is obviously important. Being able to send not just the right message at the right time, but, the message that's right yep. for that type of customer, um, so all, all of those things uh, we um, include in our 30-day success plan, um, you know, and we're um, kind of very keen for all of our customers to go through that, um, you know, to the point where you know we use we use other tools, you know, like Intercom, for example, to track. Um, our, our um, customers usage within our platform so you know we can kind of push them along the journey of that you know if we, if we can see that they've not completed certain parts of the 30-day mm-hmm. success plan, Also, what we like to do is include a little bit of gamification as well. So, you know, when they've had their first 50 downloads or 100 downloads, you know, or, you know, they have a spike or drawing that spike back to a push notification they sent out or some sort of offer. So all all of that, you know, as much as possible, we've leveraged technology to to kind of scale, being able to provide, um, you know, that that. the expertise. Yeah. Um, yeah, And, but also, like I said, we do have a customer well, success team to. to well, that's a actually
0: a that great success. point, Ian, because I have to break for, for break right now, but you brought up the topic of expertise and that's exactly it. When we get back from the break, we're going to hear some of that expertise because you're going to offer us some tips and tricks and a checklist to achieve amazing things with our app. So don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: Mobile presence. We'll be back after we connect you to our sponsors. topseos.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook Marketing Fix. mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on Cranberry Radio.
0: And we are back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove, and our guest today, Ian Naylor. He is founder and CEO of App Institute, a DIY app builder. And uh, before the break, Ian, we were talking about, you know, all the great things you can build into your app, you know, and making those choices really carefully because you want to have a choice of feature that matches your audience. That makes perfect sense. Now, let's step back. You're an expert. You're a thought leader. You write about this a lot. Let's have a Uh, a list of some top tips and tricks from you to ensure that the time and effort I spend in making an app really has impact. There's certain things I have to do, an app alone is not a strategy. So give me your uh, top three picks. Let's start with number one.
2: Yeah, I think that the first thing um, really to focus on is 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 to really kind of lavish care and attention in in your app in the first place you know um a lot of the, uh, an app building platform such as ours really allows you to build an app super quickly um you know and so whilst it's efficient a lot of people kind of will maybe take the the idea that you know that it's because it, it, with that speed you know that it kind of you can ignore some of the kind mm-hmm. of qualitative areas you know when you really would kind of um, re- refine something. So I think the first thing is, you know, this is still something that's representing your brand and your identity out there. And so, mm-hmm. you know, cutting corners with, you know, uh, building it quickly, you know, without taking the due care attention attention, such, such as, you know, um, app icons or, you know, uh, loading imagery screens, those sort of things. Make sure that they're, you know, th- these devices you hold much closer to your face. And so, you know, from a kind of pix- pixelated icons, those sort of things, you know, really kind of turn offer a consumer when they see that, you know, it's much more visible than it potentially would, it could be on a website. And so, you know, first of all, I think, you know, is make sure that it's, you know, all of the assets you're putting in there are of, of a high quality.
0: Absolutely. I mean, first impressions, that counts. I've read so many studies, you know, you change the icon from red to blue um, and things happen or the other way around. So um, good point there. Number two then, Ian.
2: Uh, number two, and I, I think we kind of touched upon this before, and it's really about the purpose of the app, you know, just having a, you know, build it and they will come type of mindset, you know, I'm not sure if that's ever really worked, but it it certainly is not the case now. Um, So, you know, really um, exploring, you know, what is, what is the kind of the the one key um, call to action that you want your users, um, you know, your customers to have when they see the app, you know, and like we said before, that really equates back to kind of what is your core business? You know, is it, is it about kind of um, providing, uh, a, tr- a, a more convenient way for transactions, you know, allowing people to do click and collect or buy within the app, or is it mm-hmm. about loyalty? Is it a stamp card? Is it a scratch card? You know, what is that kind of thing that you know you want customers to come back? Or is it about communications? You know, is it about capturing a you know digital signature or more efficient mm-hmm. uh, use of of your staff time by not having to kind of you know man the phones, for example? So identifying you know what is the pain point within your business that mobile can solve, I think is Something that you know is is probably you know one of the the key kind of th- failures we see where you know people haven't really thought about or addressed that before they start getting into the build of an app
0: well ian you know we've we've, we've actually moved a little past and you've talked about communication, so i'm going to cut you short on number three maybe that's the, the the cliffhanger. People have to come back to hear you again on mobile presence, but uh Communications. How do our listeners stay in touch with you in the meantime? I know you're writing a lot, blogging a lot, doing a lot out there. What's the best way?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, appinstitute.com certainly is um, the kind of the the, the main route um, from there. Or all, all other kind of routes of communication are available. So whether that's email, um, we have our blog there with all of these marketing strategies. In the about us page, is all, there'll also be links to myself um, and my LinkedIn profile. If anybody would like to reach out to me. And contact me that way. I'd love to always hear from people that have built apps using our platform or customers that are considering doing that as well. So, you know, um, certainly appinstitute.com would be the the best uh, uh, starting place.
0: Excellent. And maybe we'll have you back to talk about exactly that customers that are building on your platform. And in the meantime, that, my friends, is a wrap. Until next time, you can check out this and all other earlier episodes of our show by going to cranberry.fm or you can. Find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. If you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then you can email me, Peggy, at MobileGroove.com. Mobile of Groove, of course, is also where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. And friends, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count.
1: The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.